What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Coleman, super excited about today's show, got a lot to get into, we're going to get right into it, but before we do, make sure you hit that like button at the bottom of the screen, make sure you're subscribed, whether you're listening on Apple Music, whether you're listening on Spotify, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music, any of the above, and of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you are liked, subscribed, and registered to the Charles Coleman Podcast, your new home for Black Brilliance and your favorite podcast. So, of course, I've got my dream team with me. I am running a triangle offense. Always, 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 always love running the triangle offense with my favorite people on the dream team. And so we're going to get right into it, get started. Y'all know her. Y'all love her. To my right, the leader of the Blue Notes is in the building. She's the boss at 593 Washington. The professional winner, Gloria Sherubin, is in the building. What's this? Oh, you looking real? Um, all right, all right. I I'm just trying to I'm trying to give a black woman a compliment. I appreciate you. You looking, looking real starbursty? Just you. you looking fly? Thank you, baby. How you? I'm look. I love it. I love the collar. I love it. I love it. I, I love your look. Too. I appreciate. Thank you. So you always show up real right. You know, they always show. You know, I gotta do it just for you. Oh, uh, just for me? Just for you. Girl, don't look. Don't look. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Always love having Gloria on the couch, a fan favorite, of course. And to my left, my man, you already know him, you already love him. Understated but never underrated, my man, Cashman Kurt, is in the building. <laughs> this is the point. Every time we're church, right. and the point, he gets started. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it is. How are you, brother? I'm great, man. How you feeling? Feel great. Super duper excited to have y'all. I always love running this triangle offense. It's always a lot of fun. So I'm a I'ma tell y'all something that you may not have ever realized before. I'm gonna mess your head up. Because once I tell it to you, I guarantee you, you will never ever be able to unhear what I'm about to say. Oh, All right. Ice T, the rapper or the actor. Mm-hmm. He talks in rhythm. Like, have you ever noticed that? I haven't. Actually. He talks in rhythm. Like, even when he's on Law and Order, he talks like there's a beat behind what he's saying. <laughs> Listen to Ice T. You will never be able. It's the wildest shit ever. Like, one of my people's pointed this out to me, and I never, ever was able to hear. Yeah, because the captain at the station said the witness saw you at the scene. He talks like that all the time. <laughs> and even when he's in, I, I, it's it's so wild. So he has this new like thing. He's like going from being a gangster rapper mm. to being a cop, which is weird, like on TV. And mm. then he's going to being like now, like he sells automotive, like repair insurance. Like he's one, in one of those commercials. So he's in the commercial talking in rhythm. Yo, what's up? I'm Ice-T. You ever have your car break down on you? Word. So then... <laughs> it's, Yo, damn it's, it's the craziest ever. I'm telling you, you will never, ever... <laughs> I'm sitting here, but, it, I'm sitting like here bugging. You've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah, like if you, I'm like, yeah, you do kind of sound <laughs> like that, though. He, it's, it's nonstop. I just want to know what beat he's on. Because... Colors. <laughs> that's right. he's on. Right, he, that's what he's on. He's on colors. All the time. 100%. You will never, now, now when you listen to it. <laughs> I'm playing his voice in my head. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. playing his head. Like, he do really sound like He that. talks in rhythm. Regardless of the scenario, it could be law and order. 
Or it could be selling like axe car accident repair insurance. And he's still like, I'm iced too. You ever have your car break down on you? Word. Word. You don't want to pay full price for a muffler. So get your insurance and get that taken care of. Like that's his thing. That's going to bring us to our show because our news and views on conversations that are on the mind, but you may not necessarily have heard in mainstream media. So recently, there was a situation that had me thinking about whether we can even have an opinion anymore. I don't know if you heard about this. Stephen A. Smith came under fire because apparently he's not the biggest Rihanna fan. He was like, well, it's not like it's Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And so then like the internet went crazy and Mm -hmm. it was this whole thing like, why are you putting these black women together? It was like a whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Regardless of how you feel, can the man have an opinion? Like was, Gloria, you are our, you know what I'm saying? You are our, our lady in the house today. Was it, did he like do some cardinal sin by comparing his love for, or his preference for Beyonce as a performer to Rihanna? Like, what's the what's the issue? What is the issue with Stephen A. Smith? He's, his opinions are just always off the wall. Like, he, he is like, it's not like, oh, you can't have an opinion. It's this guy. <laughs> okay. He's always so left. And if you don't really, if you not a big fan of Rihanna, just be like, I'm not a big fan of Rihanna. Why you gotta bring B into it? You know what I'm saying? Make that kind of comparison. So you felt like you. So black you men like, hate black women. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's hold on. always you doing way too much. You're dragging. You're doing way too much. I'm just dragging. I'm dragging. But no, all the, at the end of the day, he didn't need <laughs> to make the comparison. It's I think that he could have just, hurt just now. stated. <laughs> What? We only in 30 seconds. Right, we like five <laughs> minutes into the show. Real yeah. talk, though. Oh, boy, he's always too far to the left. And he could have just said he wasn't really feeling Rihanna as a performer for the, all, you know, for the Super Bowl and just left it at that. So you really were offended by what? Like, when you were, you think people were really offended by the pe- comparison? I think women were offended by the fact that he had to drag somebody else drag who wasn't in the conversation and make the comparison. What, 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 Kurt, you and I talk about people being able to say what they want to say mm-hmm. and have opinions. What do you, what's your reaction to it? Because he apologized. He went back and did a Mia Copa and was like, yo, my bad. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. never said anything. Some people were mad at him for that right. because they felt like, yo, if that's your opinion, stand on it. You can't. What do you mean? <laughs> you can't. Because, well, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but you just can't. You opened it up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, for who he is, you know, and he has a, a platform and, and a group of people that that kind of uh, revere his opinion. Okay, it's a little dangerous, you know. Um, it's one of those conversations I felt like if he was at home, he could say, but publicly, publicly, you just can't. Even if that's how you felt, like some things you just got to keep to yourself. When do you reach that level? Because I know there. Are, I, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. I know that for me, like there, are, there are discussions that, like proverbially speaking, I'll see online and I'll look over and be like. Oh. Not getting in that, mm-hmm. and I just won't touch it because I don't. I don't want the smoke. I'm not Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is, you know, he's got his own show every day. I might be soon. Stay tuned. We're working on it. We're working on it, mm-hmm. right? But all jokes aside, like, at what, what, when do you, when are you at that level that you are no longer allowed to make those sorts of comparisons? I just think that we need to be a little bit more sensitive on the fact that. Your platform is so big, right? Like, why we just can't celebrate the fact that she's doing what she's doing? But why can't he have an opinion about? He can have an opinion, but just keep it to yourself. Like, it's not. There's what was the point? What was the value in weighing in on that? That's a fair point. 
Because I do think that's a fair point. Because I, I mean, do I think feel like we people... it's so much, so much jargon that's negative always coming from so many different places. Well, I don't necessarily know if it was negative per se in the sense of he basically he said he wasn't a, feeling her. Yeah, I mean, but my that's point negative. is, but he was also big enough Beyonce, but right? But well, Beyonce don't got nothing to do with it. Beyonce did her thing already. We loved it. We celebrated it. I think that people, I think people got to have a space where they can express their opinions. I agree. At your house. <laughs> no, he, he, got, he got his own platform. He's got his own space. But that's what I'm saying. Where's the level like of accountability can, on I the fact feel, that hold on, hold on, hold on, hold you on. got billions of people watching? My man got billions of people watching. Hold, 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 hold tight. Because clearly, if I need to get some of this Rihanna check that is clearly getting paid to you right now. I need you to hold tight. The, the notion of being responsible doesn't always reconcile with the notion of being authentic. Because for him to be responsible in that space says, I can't make a comparison that I might authentically want to make. Correct. Or I can't share an opinion that I might authentically want. So I just think about it in those terms. But your point, G, I do get about the idea of like, yo, you didn't need to bring her into it. That I can live with. All right, we're going to move on. And have some fun. All right? All right? Bring this down a little bit. Get this train back in the station. You know, I it, it's 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 this time of year. And by this time of year, I mean it's after the holidays, but before spring. So the only thing, speaking of Super Bowls, mm. it's the Super Bowl for women. Valentine's Day. Valentine's mm. Day. Right. <laughs> so it had me thinking about rom-com. Right. And so I really want to know from both of y'all. I feel like between boom, because I was like trying to think about what's the best black rom com. Oh, rom com. I'm sitting here so, trying to yeah. figure out what the hell are you talking romantic about? Comedy. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Romantic comedy. Romantic comedy, right? I thought you ran around the Santa suit again. I'm like, what is rom com? Oh, yeah, you yeah. got That's why I was about, looking like right. cosplay. Yeah. Oh, all my, my gotcha. terminology. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Rom-com, got gotcha. romantic comedy. Got it. Glossary of terms. Romantic comedy. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. I think even though they weren't classified as such, I honestly think that we don't have any more iconic romantic comedies than Boomerang. And coming to America, I think those are the two most iconic black rom coms that we have. I think there are others mm-hmm. that exist, but in terms of like the pinnacle, mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody beats them. So my question then becomes, ironically, because this is like a testament to this man's talent, does that make Eddie Murphy the king of the black rom com? I would have never thought about it, but like when I thought about Boomerang and Coming to America. There are no rom-coms that are black that are beating that. You could kind of sort of look at the best man as a rom-com, maybe, but it still doesn't beat either of those two movies. So then what would beat it? I think think that puts Eddie at the top. Put him at the top, clearly. If if that's the barometer, yeah. What would you make the barometer? I mean, mean, you narrowed it down when you said rom-com, black rom-com. Yeah, what, what what, 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 what would you put up against it? Nothing. Once you put boomerang in that, that shuts it all down. So, you, so of the two, I think I think you even mentioned it coming to America. Most people wouldn't even consider that a rom. They wouldn't, right? They wouldn't. But it is. But it is. Yeah, it is yeah. right. And, and when I was going through it, I was like, when I was thinking, about it, I was like, yeah, nah, it's, that's that's a, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, boomerang is the goat, though. You think boomerang is better than coming to America? Hands down. As a rom, as, as a rom com, as a rom com, not as a comedy by itself. Okay, as a rom com. Okay. 
I mean, Eddie can get it. He he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. I think he definitely of the two. Which would you which would you say? Boomerang. Really? I'm actually gonna go with coming to America. Really? Can we get an honorable mention in there though? Of boomerang? No, of uh, of a well, you know what? Family matters. I don't even want to go to because <laughs> we know nah, you don't nah, watch it. So nah, <laughs> come on. No, no, no. Which no? Nah, which nah, one nah, will nah, be nah, your nah, honorable mention? <laughs> I was gonna say color purple, but most people wouldn't consider that a comedy. Yeah. I, I I thought that was hilarious, sir. Yeah, sir. Let's do it, sir. Let's turn up. Pardon my friend. What the, are you talking about? What are you talking about? You want another one? Precious. <laughs> All right, comedy. <laughs> Let's get it going. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I can't. I. I, I can't ask how. I want to ask how. Another time. Yeah, bro. Like no, bro. Yeah. No. Romantic comedies. Nah. You may not like who liked each other, but it was funny. What's funny about that? Which one? Either. Seely wasn't funny. No. What was funny about him? What are you talking? You know, we need movie night. Glow, set it up. It's on. Gee, set it up, please. Because this guy. Wednesdays, we're doing Black Cinema. I, I go with Coming to America because, number one, Eddie wrote the movie. Of course, he wrote both of them. But in terms of characters, he played so many different characters in that film. And it, it, was, it was genius to me. Like, the fact that he played so many characters and he wrote it and he produced it and he directed it. No, like this was at the peak of Eddie Murphy's powers right, right, right. in terms of Hollywood. Like he was unstoppable. He had a range for a minute. Yeah, I mean, what's the other one called? Hercules. Hercules. Oh, Nutty Professor Nutty is Professor. actually that's actually romantic comedy. Yes. Damn, I didn't even think about that. It's not on that level, but right. it is a romantic comedy for sure. That was a great one. Damn. But isn't every movie romantic? Because every movie is almost about some type of somebody falling in love every or something movie? like that. Nah, I don't. I Name one. Far. Vampire in Brooklyn? It was about, remember, he was trying to get Angela Bassett. He was a vampire, right? But he, he still smashed, remember? All right, we're going to move on. So that's going to bring us to our contributor segment. Uh, this week, we are so blessed and so fortunate to have G on the couch. So that's going to bring us to Branded by G, our contributor segment, where you get to wax poetic about what's on your mind and... What are we talking about today? We've talked, when you get the mic, I never know what to expect. It could be parenting one day and then like masturbation and self-love the next. So where are we going today? So uh, today we're going to be talking about lying. Lying? Lying. Lies. Mm. Untruths. Untruths. You know how it was a bad word in a lot of households? Like, you couldn't even say, like, you lied. Like, true that, true that. People would be like, you had to tell us. I mean, in my house. You fizzed. Yeah, or you told a story. You know? Right, told a story. So. <laughs> storyteller. You're a storyteller. So, and it's, we're going to talk about lying, but we're going to talk about it in the sense of, like, with friends. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, so, when you lie to your friend, like, does it destroy your ability to trust this person? You know what I'm saying? Like, what type of lie? It doesn't matter. What do you mean? What type of lie? I mean, there's the there's the there's the girl. Do I look fat in this dress lie? And then there's the like, was Tyrone over here last night? Because I seen his Wi-Fi connect lie. Like, so there's 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 (laughs) levels to this. There's levels to it, but at the end of the day, it's still a lie. And something happens to the relationship when lies present themselves. 
if you lie and you get away with it, then nothing happens. We kind of go along and move around as if nothing ever happened. You don't get caught. But once you get caught, the fragment of the relationship changes. And you're saying you have a problem with that? I'm saying, can you trust that person again? So, I, I, you know, we, we tend to have these conversations in the context of relationships. Right. Like men and women. And like romantic relationships. The friend element is interesting to me. Is it your experience or have you experienced like that type of betrayal from a girlfriend? Yeah, as I'm talking, I'm talking about from a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. what's that like? That's the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm thinking about it from a male-to-male perspective as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like in what sense, like how does the texture of the relationship change? Because you really, like once a lie presents itself, you start to doubt everything a person says. Was Tyrone here last night? Nah, he wasn't here. You see Tyrone sneaker right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you just got size 13 J's right. just sitting you know in the room. You might not call it out. You might just be like, mentally check. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it changes now your lens of that person. Now, usually we say, at least for me, I define a friend that knows everything about you and still chooses to be your friend. That part. Okay. Okay. So the friend, so that's what I'm saying. Like the existence of lying is always prevalent in the friend relationship. But how do you manage that? You know what I'm saying? Are you one of these people that now constantly don't trust the person? Or are you one of these people that say, I understand who he is or who she is and why they feel they need to create this fabrication? You know what I'm saying? And let them exist in that space without it impeding on who you are as a person. I don't know. I think think it boils down to what I hate. It's an expectation, right? So if you're going to be the friend that respects and understands them for who they are, then the liar part was in the who they are. They've lied before, right? You've witnessed that. So I think the expectation has to change right. as far as when dealing with that person. But again, like anything else, like once you drop any color in white, it's no longer white. Right. So mm. I, I get it. I think to your point about friends, right? It's really about meeting people where they are. And what I mean by that is you have to be honest about who is in your friend circle. Right. And you have to like know how they roll. I think the the prevailing question or guide for me is, and I know this is this is gonna sound crazy, like in the context of your 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 segment, but the question is like, can I trust you? Right. Which is like a really I know it's like you obviously they're a liar, so mm-hmm. or they lie, or so and so the 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 nuance, if if you can call it that, of what do you lie about? Right, like why? Why are you lying? Whatever is a thing versus, do you demonstrate some level of understanding about like this over here that I might sort of fib about is not that significant versus you gonna have everybody's just out there because you don't know the difference and just will lie just for the sake of lying. Like we got people who I or I have people who I know who embellish. Right. I know they embellish. Like I just know that's what they are. Like so. Yeah, that's just who they are, so so forth. But I also know, like, when the chips are down, they're not going to, like, just have us out there. Right. Those people I'm fine with. The people who I think you kind of sort of really can't really mess with are the people who don't seem to be able to show the, show a difference. They'll just lie about anything all the time right. for no different, for, like, no reason at all. Definitely. Those people are, are really scary. I'm curious for you, as a woman in these spaces... 
when that type of relationship is damaged in that way, at your age now, like being, you know, older, having seen different things, are you more inclined to just let it go and walk away? Or are you the type to sort of try to work through it? I think I'm, I'm the, I always have the statement of saying I'm very comfortable allowing people to exist where they are. Okay. So I'm not going to work through it. I'm going to... Oh, I thought you may use like comfortable letting them lie and just like, all right, that's what you got. No, I mean... You're like, I'm leaving you there. I'm a, not leaving the meaning that I won't be friends. I'm just saying like, I'm comfortable allowing people to exist in their own belief of self. Because like, that's the idea. That's who I believe myself even, to be. What's that even mean? She's going to break it down. Oh, right. That's who I believe myself to be and that's who you believe me to be. Deep shit. Right? Mm-hmm. So, when that person presents She's in lying. their story, right... <laughs> I'm okay allowing... He's, cook, he's cooking me. <laughs> You're getting cooked right now. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hate <laughs> what I'm saying, when I say I'm okay allowing that person to exist where they are, it's, it's me basically saying, if you feel like you need to lie to embellish this story so that your story sounds whole, yeah. I'm all right with that. But know that whatever you're saying, there's always consequences built into that. So when that shit shows up, yeah, I would be like, and when and when it affects the relationship, right? You gotta live with the what you gotta is. live with the consequence. You can't undo edit. You, you know what I'm saying? Edit. You know, I, I I always appreciate your segments because it gives me a perspective on woman to woman relationships that like I wouldn't ever have. That I think a lot of our audience just would never have because we we men. So right, that part. Brandy by G. <laughs> Always, always keeping us up on what needs to be kept up on. That's going to bring us to our main conversation for the day. But before we get into it, make sure you do yourself a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're listening on Pandora, iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, all the above, the Charles Coleman Podcast is where you want to be. We're not just outside. We're not just all the way up. We're in hyperspace. So come get with us. Your new home for black brilliance. So... I've been struggling with something that I'm trying to find a balance with. You know, we have a lot of conversations. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, we want to keep our energy positive. Don't go into low vibration, avoid low vibrational spaces, all of that. And then we also have talked about believing in the Negro. We've talked about community. We've talked about sort of calling out low life behavior so that we can divorce ourselves from poverty mindset, which Mm -hmm. I think is... Appropriate and honorable, kind of sort of like, you know better, you have conversations with people, you do better. Ideal. But then at the same time, maybe this is just where some people want to be. You got to let people enjoy things. Or maybe people use certain spaces for an outlet. And you kind of sort of got to let them stay in low vibrational spaces because they're voluntarily engaging it. So I'm wondering, where is the line? What is the balance between sort of assuming that role of someone who knows better and you want to be the one in your crew or in the spaces that you're in where people look to and they're like, yo, don't bring it, don't bring that bullshit around G. Because G know, because G G not on that. Or don't bring that BS around Kurt, because Kurt's not on that. Versus like, yo, just let people enjoy things. If that's what they want to do, then let them do that. Like what's the line there? I mean, I think the line is where it starts to disrupt you, you know? Like, if somebody's on some low vibe and it's taking you out, taking right. all of your energy, then you got to protect yourself and just move. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't 
be the sacrificial lamb to their vibrational energy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On some, I gotta rock with this because that's where they at. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's so that you started. You said it. It's so much stuff that's constantly we're constantly being inundated by. If you're not like intentional about protecting your peace, bro, you're gonna just be drained by the end of the day with some of this shenanigans. Because sometimes it's not even intentional. It might not even be your people. It might just be you scrolling through yeah, your yeah, social yeah. media feed and just so much content just coming at you that's just got you just crazy. I mean, you know, I was. it's just because, and a lot of it admittedly is a combination of the world that we live in and, you know, it's, it's, it's exacerbated by social media. And so, like, you know, I'll be on social media one day. I, I, you know, obviously with what I do, in terms of the news, you're inundated with so many very, very difficult and draining stories. So there's that, mm-hmm. right? If you're someone who's just following current events, the discourse generally is just super polarizing and it's very, very toxic. Okay, cool. So you take a break from that and now you go to social media. And now you're on social media. And of course, some of that is shaped by who you follow, what they're about, what those algorithms are, are giving you. But there's still a piece of what's being fed to you just being also toxic. This rapper and his baby mama, she he threw her out of this. <laughs> just Something crazy. This dude got 32 kids by 11. And you're just like, yo, what, what is this? And then sometimes your friends send you stuff and you want to say like, yo, we should be better than that. Don't, don't send me that stuff, so on and so forth. But then you also don't want to necessarily be preaching. Right. Like, where's the, where's the, 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 the gauge? I do appreciate, G, what you said about the need to sort of use yourself as a barometer. Like don't let you, don't allow you to get drained. But then at the same time, again, when you're in spaces repeatedly where you want better for your folks, for mm. the people you're around, how do you navigate that? But I think all of this is um, a byproduct of individualism, right? It's too much, we all doing too much by ourselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it will, it will, it's definitely overwhelming because there's so many different things. Whereas, you know, if you had a community around your way of life, your way of thinking, and you really centered yourself in that group, it, you can bounce some of the stuff around and it doesn't seem so everything is on me kind of a mindset. That's interesting. So your, your approach is figure out your village and let your village be part of your filter. Correct. That makes a lot of sense. Correct. That makes a lot of sense. Because I think if I think about it in terms of who I associate with, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, we ain't sending each other like all of that. And so that's also why, now that you say that, it's really jarring to get something outside of that space. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, me and my peoples don't do that. Right. So like we kind of know where about we modulate Mm -hmm. and like we keep it there. But the the question I have is like, so if that's going to be the case, do you grow the community or you, you do you grow the village or are you just content to like, like G was talking about earlier, just leave folks where they at? Well, I'm, I like G's perspective as far as leaving people where they're at. But if your village is strong enough the way it is, I, I say you leave it. If, if you still have little uh, compromising spots within your village where things are kind of seeping through, I think you need to increase it. It's all, it's all predicated on, on what's necessary to protect your peace or to allow you to evolve. What do you think about that village model? I think the village model is important. I also think that we have to like constantly adjust because we're living in a time where our access to stuff and information is like a hundred times more than ever. Word. You know what I'm saying? And if we don't have like intentional behavior 
to allow us to filter that. Like, I love watching animals, like the little dog videos. Like, it's definitely doing something and letting go some endorphins when I'm on social media. Yeah. The little cute puppies yeah. with their little yeah. outfits. You should, I'm telling you, you got to check it out. I, I promise you. As like, just like, <laughs> dumb down. I just didn't know what you did. No, I got two little Yorkie poodles at the crib. I know. I love puppies, you, like... you know what I'm saying? But watching like content that's just super adorable, little babies doing little funny stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, to balance out. Watching Memphis or yeah, 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 some yeah. crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, this stuff is coming at you. The minute you grab it, this device is with you all day. And if you don't have some kind of regimen, you know what I'm saying, within your community to be like, yo, don't send me that wild video. Send me that cute puppy video mm-hmm. in the middle of my day while my day is going crazy. While I'm sitting in front of a wild customer mm-hmm. that's wearing me out. And then my phone go off and I'll look and it's just a two second break. It's gonna do something for me, you know what I'm saying? But my tribe know that. Not the don't send me the just guy's head just got cut off and it's rolling down yeah. the block. I be like, I got Damn some friends that do that. That that thing is funny, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, that's sorry, not. G. I, yeah, sorry. Like, yeah, I won't send that <laughs> yeah. You know, I I I think that it is for me sort of a mixture. The first thing that I do because I often have to talk about these things publicly is that I am mindful of what. Uh, extra stuff I take on. Like if I ain't got to see it right. and I feel like it's going to be traumatic or I feel like it's extra ratchet and or I feel like it's right. draining and it doesn't make me feel good, I really try to put it down. But to the village point, which I think is an excellent one, I am very critical about like, yo, chill, like don't send me another. I- I'll say it in a joking way, like yo, don't send me another one of these. Mm-hmm. Or I'll try to respond by sending people type of stuff that I would want to get back. Right. And then in terms of growing the village, I try to to like see where people are. Mm -hmm. So before I try to put them on to Mm -hmm. something or get them to turn away from something, I try to gauge how receptive they might be to how it's going to land. Right. And then maybe I'll make it open. It's just, I think, finding that balance because you want, I personally want to see us do better. Like we always say, oh, we got to do better. We got to do better. Right. Mm -hmm. But then what are you doing in your own spaces to contribute to that. And so that's why I wanted to have this conversation. That's why I thought you guys would be the perfect people to have it. And guess what? I was right. But of course, you know what's coming up next. We've got rules of engagement. And this is our adult conversation on love, sex, and relationships. Looking forward to a good one today. But before we do, make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, catching all this fly sexiness that you see all over your computer, all over your phone. If you're listening to us, whether that's Pandora, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, wherever they're heard, this is the new home for Black Brilliance, your new favorite podcast, the Charles Coleman Podcast. Make sure you are liked, registered, subscribed, and that you're sharing it. Super excited about this evening and our conversation tonight. We got a lot of Black sexy. You are doing yourself a disservice if you're just listening because the visuals, I'm telling y'all right now, off the meat rack. Gotta get started to my left. We have just, uh, this is like Tina meets Black Beyonce meets just South Dallas's keep finest. Going. Just keep going. Just, just the, the finest of South Dallas. Matter of fact, just give me the sweater. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this, but we got Hillary Powell in the building. How you doing? I'm great. I'm you great. look amazing. Thank you for having me. I, I Thank you. It. I love it. I, see, and I, mm. Thank you. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and of course, to my right, the name says it all. Mr. Style and Performance, DJ CEO is in the building, both style and performance on Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Pink and ring and champagne and the campaign. I'm happy to be here, man. This is so, this is like, the look is so appropriate for the conversation mm -hmm. because the conversation was, it, it, the impetus was, I was listening to Andre 3000 and UGK and the the classic, the urban classic, Players mm -hmm. Anthem. Yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I listened to Andre's verse, right? Both of you guys are married. Mm -hmm. At once, at one point, both of y'all was outside, mm -hmm. right? At one point, y'all had to CC a text to the people used to CC around town. <laughs> at one point, you had to wrap things up. Right. What are the rules around that? When so you found somebody, you really, really want to make it official, like not just like this, my girl, but like I'm, I'm, I'm hanging it up. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I'm hanging it up, I'm walking down the aisle. What do you, how do you, what are the rules there? Who do you have to tell? Okay. And are there rules about how you got to tell them? Like, Ooh. how'd you, yeah. That's, who? Ladies first, you go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, he had, listen, you, we know he's in the hot seat. For me, <laughs> yeah. I personally just had to change my number. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. It was a good, I mean, like, I Just couldn't a do clean that break. now. I couldn't do that now, but, like. Because it was no social media. You wasn't on social media. Right, back then. No so that was an easy media, cut. Right, and it was a very transitional period. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't, like, high shit like I am now, which I couldn't change my number now in that way. But, like, then I just had to change my number. Did it work? I mean, I guess so. You're yeah, still it married. Worked. It worked. Was it, were you ever, like, worried about, like, somebody who had the old number getting a new joint? happened <laughs> did it let me ask you this it was a curve there there were some kerfuffles in the beginning it's never easy you know okay, what i'm saying okay i appreciate it, that answer that's honest. it is never easy it wasn't e easy in either direction did y'all talk about it like did you talk to your husband about it yeah you tell me so like it was like a who is that nigga you know like that kind oh. of thing you know you gotta oh. talk about it like yeah. oh do you understand or was it like a little bit obviously of yes i mean you're the prize right I, that's it trophies <laughs> was okay. I, I gotta come back to that, but CEO, you're a man, right, right. so I'm curious. What was what was your what did your process look like? Well, it it depends on who. So like when you're single, you just like you know anybody, man or woman, you have kind of like I don't want to say tears, but like sections. Like this, these are people who I'm kicking it with and actually kind of getting to know and yeah. liking. Then you might have one or two where it's just like, you know, this is a beneficial thing and whatever. Mutual benefit. Right. But so very little obligation. Exactly. Yeah. So for those, so like I'll deal with those first. Like the whole just mutual benefit kind of thing. No strings attached. It's kinda of like you let them know, like when you're nearing, it's like, yo, I'm then you know, like I'm seeing somebody on about to like commit. We're gonna have to cut this out. Uh depending on how long you're going, you know, it could be like I was one for the road and then you know that's it before I make the official commitment. And then those who are you were kind of kicking it with, those are the more difficult ones because oftentimes when you're making this decision, if you know what you want, like they usually share a lot of the same check boxes. Yeah. So then what happens is then And me, you probably have feelings. Let's have keep it real. And you do have feelings. You do have feelings. But right. it, it becomes a like your heart, you know, not to be cliches, but your heart. Like something inside you tells you, nah, this is the one I got, you know, it is. 
and you let almost like, hey, when you apply for a job and you don't get it, they be like, you know, thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for applying. Good we luck with the future. Good luck with the Dennis. future and all that. And then you kind of, you know, you let them go. Say, if you need a reference. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I won't say I got nothing too bad to say about you. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, no, no, you know. Yeah, but okay. So, so you feel like those people are old the conversation? Now, let me ask you this: Did you actually tell them, "Yo, I'm with someone," or did you tell them, "I'm getting married"? Because I know some people have been like, "Yo, I'm just seeing somebody. I'm with somebody. It's serious." So and so forth, and they didn't say anything. And then when they popped up on the engagement, it was it was well, fuffles, as you said. But this is you talking about like. These are significant timetables. Now, everybody's dating to marriage timetable is the same. But when you talk about marriage, I did these are significant um, timetables. So we talk about I'm getting married. And that conversation should have happened a long time ago. Like, you're not having that now. Like, they didn't see you like, oh, I'm getting married. No, it's not. But, you know, those people. Because it's, it's, it's a lot of people who be in spaces where. I'm talking about me. This ain't like Family okay. Feud when you got to answer the survey. <laughs> How hundred people, people said, said okay, okay. I'm talking about me. Like, nah, like at that point, ain't nobody coming, showing up at this point that was in my past that is owed any explanation or nothing. Like, you super late. Also, I wanted to add that, you know, depending, like he said, depending on the timeline, like I wasn't like a, like now, you know, this is the midlife. Like, I, we, I was young. Yeah. So I still had homegirls who were like out in the spaces and they definitely like were PR and marketing. Like, so just to (laughs) let you know, uh, Tayrell, you know, don't be calling Hill because, yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. Okay. I never thought about that. Women, we listen. We look at each other. I never thought about it. I never even thought about it. Listen, Desmond, don't call Hill, okay? Because it it gets right. The kerfuffles get real. Dudes, dudes. We didn't, I never even thought about that. Because you roll up on your homegirl and be like, what's up with your girl? It was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. And then you I got you, yeah. And then it was a lot of gaslighting, too, because you got to gas, listen, women, we got to, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell a couple secrets. Hold on, hold on. You know what? I'm not even mad that you're telling the truth. No, I'm serious. I'm not even mad. We got to gaslight y'all a little bit. She'll say shit like, you was moving too slow. Mm. Knowing the whole time I was not about to be serious about Tyrell. <laughs> it so, was just Ruth's Chris just, and Morton's. That's what it was. That's what it just was. dirt on the salt yeah. on the wound is all it is. She just let them know, like, next girl, if you really like her, you gotta move, move fast. on. Right. But meanwhile, you was really just in it for the Mr. I wasn't thinking about Tyrell. And I wasn't thinking about Tyrell like that. No. Yeah. So I got a question for you. So you said there was kerfuffles on both ends. Yeah. When he was tying things up, uh-huh. um, how did you handle that? When you, because y'all talked about it, which I think is interesting. I don't know that I would want to know. He was making calls. He actually made had to make some calls. I know, and that, like I wouldn't want to know. And that's because y'all niggas always like got some ass somewhere. Like you always stringing along somebody to have sex with all the time. I, so you got to make some calls. Women don't have that. Women don't absolutely have, not. He was a lie. See, I chase. Women are chase. See, you was doing women so good. You was doing so well. Pure. You was doing so well. <laughs> women with, are with the gaslighting. We have and, roses. Now. This is a this is a place what? where honestly lives. You know the roses? Never mind. I know what the roses. Y'all didn't always have roses. Y'all didn't always have them. Though. We always had roses. Anyway, All right. so <laughs> we always. How did you had roses? How right. did you handle when the Mister was having his? Were you supportive? Did you want to know? Because honestly, I wouldn't want to know. Like how you wrap things. Because I might disagree with how you wrap things up. Like you might say something in that conversation where I'm like. What? Like, so, next lifetime, bad timing. I'm right, more right. than bad timing. I, so I don't want to feel like there. I'm bad timing. Or what? Because so, my thing is, 
how you navigate that should be your business as an adult, as long as they understand and are clear about what the situation is. Mm-hmm. But some people want to know. And y'all said, you said y'all talked about it. So I'm just curious. Like, well, we had to because, see, my husband was engaged to someone else before. Oh, shit. And, you know, like, I didn't know that person, even though we, like, all went to Howard I, together. I know. I didn't, someone I didn't went to Howard that, with us? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that person. Nigga, this is so messy. Is it messy? I don't think it's messy. I don't think it's messy. I don't think it's messy. However, I'm familiar, You're familiar with, with the story. story right? yeah. So. yeah. So I didn't know the person, right? Um, I'm older than I both started... of them, so I was gone. I, so, I, I yeah, you was definitely gone by, by the time. So I, I started involved. getting all of this weird energy from like people that I was cool with at school, kind of like I had done, but I didn't know anything about my husband. Like I had, I, you already know. I kind of, you know, I wasn't like. In the streets, I was outside though, outside of Howard. It was like Howard wasn't my dating, like but you was, wasn't where you was I outside was elsewhere. My, mm. Yeah, so I didn't really know like what was actually going on. Like I wasn't in the inner workings of campus drama and mm. romance or anything. Mm. So I knew both of these people like separately or whatever. But I really, <laughs> what do I, how do I say this without saying I don't see ugly things? I didn't know. I'll just say that. So then after it all kind of like we got together. Um, People were like asking me questions about a person I don't even know, so he had to kind of like really have some real conversation. But there was a there was did you give there him? Was, there was there was a lot of time in between, so it's just weird. Oh, I think. that's weird. Yeah, it was just weird. Did I, you give him like instruction? Like, yo, you need to say this. No, 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 no. You, you let him in. When a person is when a person comes into your life, and, and I'm sure you can vouch for this, and you make the decision that that's the person you love and that's the person you want to be with, especially spend your life with, you don't have to give them any instruction. He like knew what to do. He, he right. understood what to do. But you also, in, in total transparency, like we have to be honest with uh, something that we need to think about is like, all right, so how long were you single before you decided to get this, this information, this uh, committed relationship? Yeah. Because you would like to think, in theory, this yeah. is what happens. It's not. And it's not. It's not so really you have not. to take, you have to give, you have to give people a grace period, understand like they are also altering their lifestyle. Right. Yeah. And so it's going to take a minute to kind of get all of this stuff out. Right. And you know, so it's not a great spirit to like for infidelity, but just like these people that I'm in contact with, like, you know, it's going to take a minute. They come in, they come out. Yeah. You it's going to take so, a minute. Yeah. Last question. Cause the song jokes about he CC'd them on a text. Right. Yeah. Is that appropriate? Or inappropriate, or does it matter? I personally don't think it matters. If you know, you know. I ain't trying to be with you. So either way, if I told you, I told you. However, I told you. Now, granted, I do think that there are certain conversations. Certain people get certain conversations. Like you know what, you get a phone. Right, call, like I said, if there's some real connection there, you kind of you you owe them that much to have that conversation. If it's super super casual. It could be a text. It could be a phone call. It could be oh, in passing. Oh, by the way, like whatever. Like you said on the J train. <laughs> whatever, man. Like you know, hell, I'm about to get married. Peace. <laughs> it just dep- it depends on the level of whatever that relationship was. As a woman, do you think that their rules doesn't matter? Like in terms of being on the receiving end. Oh. I mean, if it's over, it's over, right? So okay, so I'm one of those people who has never actually broken up with anyone. Mm-hmm. And never really had anyone break up with me, but it's kind of like a mutual, a drifting. A drift. kind of oh, okay. Oh, so oh, you yeah. like you do the slow ghost? Yeah. Oh, okay. You do the well, slide. I haven't off. done that in a long time, but, but I you just, used to do the slide. When I think off. about how things, you know, I can respect I would that. Kind of just, you know, 
I answer the phone for two or three days. Like Homer going into the bushes on the meme, right? A little, a little, exactly. Okay. Okay. So you do the, the slow slide off. But it's also how you make, so here we go again. I'm telling more secrets. I'm just being very honest. Back then, you don't want to like. Cut them off. For me, I don't want to cut them off. Like, I don't want to make it seem like we got a problem. I like Morton's. <laughs> I mean, these are nice people that I've been hanging out with. That take me to good, get food for free. It's not just food, not just food, because I wasn't that trivial. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just nice people that I kick it with, that I hang out with, that I don't want to like. So you're acknowledging, and I'm not judging. I promise you I'm not judging you. You're acknowledging that on a certain level, you allowed the illusion of that emotional connection to remain in place because it was beneficial to you at some point. What if I wanted to go? Like, okay, so yeah, I'm in a committed relationship now, but... Sometimes shit don't work out. What if I want to like more options? You want to go, go back? You want right. to go? Back. I don't want to create an issue with the person where they feel damaged and hurt by me. Right. You don't think that? I mean, men don't think that deeply. No, they, no, no. What I'm saying is, no. What I'm saying is, the slide off, mm -hmm. which I'm not mad at, mm -hmm. right? The slide off has often been explained to me as a man as like that is emotionally damaging to a woman. To women, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> to men, it's not. So you feel like it's okay no. and all the way around? Oh, it's totally fine. I, you know what? At a minimal, I appreciate your honesty. Do you is agree it, with me though? <clears throat> is the slide up emotionally well, no, I will, damning? I will it, doesn't, say, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, I have. I would have to really, really, really like them. Yeah. And this and is what I was gonna no say. Idea. That's what usually I don't care. That's what's normally not taken into account. Like, and it's partially men's fault and our inability to communicate how we feel emotionally, oftentimes. But yeah, if you really like somebody and they do that to you, yeah, nah, we gonna go cry in the car. In the car. <laughs> and then I think that there were a couple criers. I agree with you, yeah. but at the same time, like they also understood. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, yeah, you yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, and so you, because I didn't make it a thing, if ever, like, not that I would revisit something at this point, but I'm just saying, like, it would just be cool. Like we had fun together. No, I, I get know. it, but I just I think that sometimes that slow slide off can it can send a mixed message, especially if it turns into a slow slide off. And I guess it depended how much time, for example, if it, if it's a slow slide off in January mm -hmm. and it's a, a engagement for Valentine's Day, I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah, because that's not being honest. Because there's no, something no, about no, that. No, that's not being there's honest. something about that that seems disingenuous. No, 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 no. Like the math ain't mathing. The math. You well, yeah. you got. I mean, you got to live with it and hold that L. I right. think you got to. But put I understand it's pissed. Three to six months. In three between. to six month window between. But again, this is why this 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 becomes complicated because when you're talking about engagement and marriage, ideally, are there people who meet somebody and fall in love and get married next week? Yeah, but hypothetically, you've had all this time. Yeah, that conversation should have been had. To, I've known people who've literally done it the night before, or like the week before. Well, yeah, that's because they want some sleazy. But stuff. But that's because they still because they still free. getting it in. I, we're talking we're talking about we're talking about uh, a good good good, good, black, good black man shit. People right? with integrity. You were black, good black people. Good right, black yeah. people. So this should have been. There's nothing else that's happening. People with integrity. Not, not integrity. Right. Three to six months is a good window integrity wise. Well, that's gonna do it for another edition of Rules of Engagement. Whatever you got to do, just remember it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And the people who need to know will know when they're supposed to know. That's what it is. <laughs> that's the word for today. My name is Charles Coleman. This has been Hillary Powell and my man, DJ CEO in the building on the Charles Coleman podcast, our conversation about adult sex, love, and relationships. This is Rules of Engagement. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace.